0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where we've leveled up from children of divorce to adults of divorce. My name is Christy.
1: And my name is Illumide.
0: And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast.
1: Unlike Aliyah's song Try Again, with marriage, if at first you don't succeed,
0: quit. I can't think of a stupider prize than a second divorce, (laughs) (laughs) a third divorce. (laughs) A third divorce! So, Illumidae, what have you been up to since the last episode?
1: (laughs) Uh, I need to find a new phrase, but I will say it this week because I really am going through it. I'm back on my bullshit, my regularly scheduled bullshit. I'm back on it. The struggles have switched gears. To say it a different way is, my commute has gotten worse. Yes, my commute has gotten significantly worse, and the price of gasoline has risen like our lord and savior on the third day it has risen so yeah the price of oh. gas is, is way up my, my commute is so expensive now and the traffic the fucking traffic i can complain about the traffic until like die the traffic on 95 is some bullshit for those of you who have been doing this commute for years how are you people doing it if somebody said they offed themselves because of having to sit in traffic on 95 <laughs> for their commute i'd be like that tracks yeah that fucking tracks it's horrible yeah,
0: that's it's a, fucking... it's a reasonable response yeah
1: it tracks it fucking tracks sitting in traffic on 95 is a nightmare Ooh. and also it's hot it's hot it's hot, it's hot, it's fucking hot. I need fall to come around the corner because I don't know how much more, like it's only fucking, and summer hasn't even begun. So like,
0: yeah, I was just like, you got a minute to wait.
1: Besides my regularly scheduled bullshit, I did consume some content. Let me rephrase that. I consumed a content, one, a singular not <laughs> content. In fact, I consumed some discontent. <laughs> because that's exactly what i was when i watched it so i finally went to i went to see the uh, dr strange movie i don't remember the name like it has some name that i don't even fuck with (laughs) i went to go see the compendium of ashanti the recipe book of ashanti the bible of ashanti you know what it actually wasn't a bad movie if i'm being completely honest and i'm being very um fair but of course i'm not honest i'm not fair and i'm definitely not reasonable so i'm going to say (laughs) it was garbage It was fucking garbage. And the reason why I'm judging it that way is for those of you who still want to go see it, I think you should see it, but I'm sick of, now that I've seen how well a movie can be done with the metaverse theory and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. every other movie that comes out that does not do it extremely well, or at least passable, gets a chop from me. Mm. Without spoiling too much, this movie tried to do that. It was garbage. Garbage. Ah. Actually, like, just make a superhero movie and, like, have a bad guy. Don't try to layer on all these concepts that you can't execute well. So they tried to, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I'm talking about the compendium of, of, of Ashanti, much I do about Murder, Inc. But also they tried to do this diversity and inclusion thing, which I love, but like there's a character mm-hmm. and there's like, oh, this character has two moms. Bomb, well, the end. Like, I love the representation, but those two moms did not appear in more than one scene. And that scene they were in it for, I'm not kidding you. They were in there for a fraction of a second. <laughs> it did not further <laughs> the plot. So why even mention that this character has two moms? Like, if you're going to do it, do it. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. I'm getting Marvel. You've done some really good movies, but this one, this one. Mm. So the person who recommended this to me, uh, fuck you, you raggedy bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marvel movies, like they're just so formulaic at this point, and the formula is fine. Like I enjoy a Marvel movie. I just like can't remember the last time I was actually like surprised or like really excited. Like it's it's fun it's like it's like a certain junk food like yeah and, and like there's certain junk foods you like and you know exactly what it's going to taste like because they've been making the same formula forever, forever and like yeah. you can go get that like bag of chips and you know it's going to be good but it's not going to be like whoa that was silly
1: shang chi was better than average so christy what have you been up to since the last episode
0: i have been gearing up for pride month it's hey. pride month i'm ready to shove it in everyone's face it's pride month and i am i'm hype same same <laughs> yes i've been using pride month as an excuse to do too much shopping for both like two categories of things. Like one really stupid joke, pride things and two hoe clothes. Like, (laughs)
1: you <laughs> can never have too many whole clothes. Any excuse to mm-hmm. be outside and floss, I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> I also have some floss. I've got like a, it's a crochet like rainbow top, big air quotes top. It's like a, a like crochet dishcloth with a string on the top and a <laughs> string on the bottom to tie it onto you. I also am going to use pride month to blame anything that goes wrong on homophobia. So this week in what is homophobic respiratory illnesses. Respiratory illnesses officially is is homophobia because I am sick again. I am sick again.
1: Another one.
0: (laughs) 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 DJ, (laughs) Catlin. Yeah, they just keep coming. Ah, yeah. I can't even scream because I'm going to lose my voice. But yes, after spending a lovely 10 days in quarantine and somehow not getting... COVID from my husband. I was out for one Memorial Day weekend and I'm now sick again. I don't think it's COVID. I'm testing negative, but it's some motherfucking respiratory illness. And listeners will remember, I got strep throat and then got a cold and then got stuck inside for COVID. And now I have some other bullshit and I'm calling homophobia.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it is. I'm (laughs) sorry to you. Yes, whatever this respiratory illness is, (laughs) it's definitely homophobic. I concur.
0: (laughs) Good. (laughs) I'm glad that's settled. I did, though, manage between my bouts of respiratory illness and quarantine. Have a nice Memorial Day weekend. I went to the beach for the first time in like two years. Oh! What? Forever. (laughs)
1: Every time you went to Florida, what the fuck were you doing down there? Isn't the whole thing a beach?
0: Oh, yeah. I did go to the beach in Florida. Look at me out here lying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not me calling you out of the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although, so I didn't go to the beach in 2020 because it was, I mean, it was. It
1: was a pun replay.
0: It was. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was a Ponder replay. So I did not go to Florida, where my family lives. So 2020, I did not get to the beach. 2021, I did get to the beach in Florida. I didn't get to it up here. But this weekend, I did. I went to the beach. It feels like we live on the East Coast, DC, Maryland, Virginia. And yet, and yet, it is so far to real beaches. Oh, facts. Homophobia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Homophobic. I really agree. Like, even the, the beaches that are in, in Maryland, which do, we, I guess we have, I guess we have Eastern Shore. Is that even a beach?
0: Yeah. 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 Even <laughs> that one
1: is like three hours away. Um, Virginia Beach is like three and a half, maybe four. Yeah, Atlantic nice City. Yeah, nice
0: beaches in Delaware, like Rehoboth or Long Island. Yeah. Lake. So, I went to, and. Took a chance on a Maryland, like, bay sort of beach. And it was all right. It was nice. It gave me the beach vibes I was looking for. It was Sandy Point Beach. It was, like, right near Annapolis. The sand was... This is... Just really? discuss the stupid details. Yeah, it was actually all right. I've never been nice. there. Oh, shout out to Annapolis. We should go. We should go. How long did it take you to get there? Like, 45 minutes. We did then spend another 30 minutes waiting in a line to get into the parking place because they had to, like...
1: Yeah, everybody has the same idea.
0: But that was on Memorial Day. It was really close. We should go. Like, actually we should go oh
1: yeah i'm down um, honestly i'm down i like anytime any fucking time i'm dropping anything that i'm doing to like because hopefully i won't sunburn <laughs> I have to be in black anyway
0: <laughs> sand is like weirdly orange this is such a random minute detail sand was really really orange like orange stained things i don't know why that is otherwise <laughs> Ah. That's neither here nor there. If this podcast has taught me anything, it's that like my friends have very random knowledge. We have demonstrated on this podcast that we have no knowledge of Roman, Greek, any mythology. So I have had like friends text me like correcting our pronunciation and educating, which I appreciate, friends. <laughs> That's how we learned about the Saturn's return. Um, so uh, I'm going to see which one of my friends comes out of the woodwork with their geology hobby and tells me why the sand is so fucking orange. orange. Yes, in please. When you find out, can let me
1: know? Because I now I gotta know.
0: <laughs> anyway, I also did consume two pieces of content.
1: Kuntai. What's the plural ah. of content? It must be a good week.
0: <laughs> or a bad week when you're stuck in quarantine with respiratory oh, illnesses. Oh,
1: we hate to see it. But I,
0: we watched the show uh, Outer Range, which is a new show on Amazon Prime. It's a sci-fi show. Stars Josh Brolin is the big name attached to it. But it's this family that lives on a ranch in Wyoming and weird sci-fi time traveling things start to happen so not to give too much away that's the basic gist of it mixed feelings mixed feelings overall i enjoyed it i enjoyed it josh brolin does a really good job it was an interesting setting for a sci-fi show that that part felt a little different than some of the ones like some of it felt very like things i've seen before but some they did do some interesting things different they did the fucking thing where they tease all of these mysteries and build up the story and they don't answer a goddamn thing by the end of the season they leave you on a cliffhanger on every count. I'm a sucker and I'm still going to watch the second season because I need to know. But like, why do shows do this? It's it's
1: clearly a tactic, a gimmick to make mm-hmm. sure you come back for season two. But when they do that, what they fail to realize is if you hype things up so much and you build up all of this, whatever, preamble, no matter how good the gag is in the second season, nobody will appreciate it because their expectations would have been raised so fucking high that without a doubt you will absolutely disappoint everybody who comes back to watch season 2. Mm-hmm. You've got to give a little bit at a time. Don't hold everything and then yeah, because whenever you do drop the gag, yeah, nobody's going to fucking care.
0: Also because with streaming shows, they often go like multiple years between seasons of a show. Like there's no telling how long it's going to be. Oh. It's so all of that frustrated me, but I actually did really enjoy it. Enjoy parts of it. Noah Reed, who plays Patrick in Shits Creek, plays this like unhinged character (laughs) who's like clearly not all there. Like one of the things the character does is just sing. Like the character's like just full chest singing no matter what fucked up thing is going on. I won't spoil too much, but there's a funeral of someone close to him and the thing, they start the funeral scene and he's just standing beside the casket just like s- karaoke singing into the microphone. My love
1: has got <laughs> humor. It's the giggle at a funeral. Honestly though, they could have hired me for this role and I wouldn't even have to act. The thing is like, those are two completely different characters though. Like the, the guy who plays Skip Patrick on Shits Creek like playing Unhinged. Yes. That, yeah. Shout out to him for having the range.
0: Like the algorithm is right a lot of times but it feels like a show that was written by an algorithm and the algorithm was like this group of people likes this, this, and this things.
1: You know what? And I think you've just cracked the code of Netflix. I'm assuming this show is on Netflix.
0: No, this is Amazon Prime, but Netflix is notorious.
1: (laughs) They put together shit that an algorithm has told them people like for a show. They don't make it good. They just put it in.
0: (laughs) I also, because you brought it up and I was shocked... I hadn't seen it. I watched the movie Nocturnal Animals.
1: Oh, I want to hear what you think about that. By
0: the way, I'm going to retroactively give you credit. I fully 100% stole your joke that you said when you brought it up, which is that it was directed by I don't pop mollies, I rock Tom Ford, Tom <laughs> Ford, that Tom Ford. I was telling my husband we should watch it and said that, and it took him out, <gasps> took him out. I didn't even have time to tell him that I was stealing your joke because he, he needed medical assistance. <laughs> it's like He it was like, why is that what you would think? So for those who haven't seen it, Nocturnal Animals is a drama <laughs> Movie directed by that Tom Ford, uh, starring Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. It was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like my favorite movie, but I, you know, if I'm being picky film critic, I can find some things I didn't like about it. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. It was a very stylish movie. It was interesting. You always know a movie's gonna like it's gonna be either really good or bad when you start to like you Google the movie name and it suggests like movie name explained or movie name ending. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like this is either gonna be good or really frustrating. Yes. <laughs> Amy Adams plays a woman who is like unhappy in her second marriage and she has this like mysterious first marriage that divorce. was a long time ago. I know. We're <laughs> 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 shadowing. So her ex-husband who she hasn't talked to in like more than a decade writes a novel and sends it to her and the movie is her she's reading the novel and they basically like play out the novel in in movie form. So it switches back and forth between her life and her reading the book and this novel which is clearly inspired by some things in her and her ex-husband's relationship. But the the novel story is like a guy who is like on a road Revenge thing. I don't want to give too much away this guy. Who's like on a quest for revenge.
1: So are we gonna play a game today?
0: Yes, let's play a game. So today we are going to play trivia. We're going to play divorce themed trivia
1: (laughs) We better get every point on this one.
0: So where does the United States rank in countries around the world in divorce rate? With one being like highest divorce rate, where where does the U.S. rank?
1: I would say number one, actually. Yeah, that has to be one number one. I can't think of any other country.
0: It's got to be high. Yeah, like I'm sure ours is high because people are both unhappy and actually have enough rights to like get divorced.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. It's it's it's, it's the right part I was thinking those. about. Yeah, countries in Europe might have some of the same rights, but they are definitely not as unhappy as we are. So it's got got to be the US. I'm gonna say that if it's not the US, I'll be really shocked.
0: Although, I feel like the the US also has people who like, like has maybe more religious people who will like stubbornly stay in marriages than maybe some other countries. So I don't know. I feel like it's got to be top five, but...
1: Top two, and it's not number two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You say number one, I'm gonna go with five. Based on nothing. Answer is 10th. The 10th highest divorce rate
1: in the world. I'm fucking shocked. Are you serious? What's the number one country?
0: The number one country in divorce rate is Luxembourg. What is happening in Luxembourg?
1: I do know somebody who got divorced who used to live in Luxembourg. Yet. But. (laughs) Really? Number 10? Sorry, no. can you just write, is there a list that you can run down? Because I want to know what the top He's... nine are. Watch the first Let's nine on Europe.
0: Let's count down our top ten hits of highest divorce rates. <laughs> at number ten, we've got the United States of America. Coming in at number nine is France.
1: I knew France was going to be high, too.
0: That's true. Yeah. Number eight is Cuba.
1: Cuba? Shout out to Cuba. Cuba. Those divorce <laughs> numbers. Yeah. <Ay. laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't say the numbers, so... Oh, wait, this must have changed since I got this trivia question. Okay, change up. We're still wrong. US is still number 10. But... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Luxembourg is now number six at 60%. So now it'll be, now, now I'm building suspense for what's actually number one. Spain is number five with a divorce rate of 63%. The Czech Republic is number four with a divorce rate of 66%. Hungary is number three with 67%. Portugal, number two at 68%. And cracking 70 at 71%, number one top divorce rate in the world is Belgium.
1: Here is the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing. Mm-hmm here's the fucking thing this is some bullshit more than (laughs) two-thirds of the people who get married in these places are getting divorced to what fucking end and this is the thing i feel like the statistics should stop counting if you have been involved in a marriage and have been divorced one time they shouldn't count you as divorced any time after that it's not the same you know what i mean kind of like elizabeth taylor who got married three times yeah no like what if you've been involved in a marriage that is dissolved we don't count you ever again
0: (laughs) yeah because like what is this gotta catch them
1: all bullshit if i get married 10 times and i get divorced 10 times i'm screwing this number
0: yeah here i've got i've got the statistic up since I was looking for trivia anyway, but in America, the divorce rate for a first marriage is 41%, the divorce rate for a second marriage is 60%, and the divorce rate for a third marriage is 73%.
1: Wow, so it is likely it's more likely you will get divorced a third time than it is just once in your lifetime.
0: Yes, these are repeat offenders.
1: <laughs> That's what I was saying. This, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about this in a minute, if we, in case you guys haven't realized it. But like, <laughs> if you've gotten divorced more than once, let me say it nicely first. Maybe marriage isn't for you. Now, let me say it. If you've gotten divorced more than once, the problem is you, my dear.
0: That is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's almost
1: not even worth it at that point.
0: It's not great odds. It's really not.
1: Unlike Aliyah's song, Try Again, with marriage, if at first you don't succeed, quit because like if you try again it's gonna be even less successful than the first time and if you try again after that it's even less successful if you wanted to be successful maybe just stay in your very first loveless marriage and that is my advice
0: it'll it'll come up again let's just say i, I know some people who have contributed to that statistic all right question number two how many u.s presidents have been divorced
1: while they're in office i feel like the number is zero
0: 45 was certainly divorced
1: oh shit you know the thing is he was the- i have just blanked out the fact that we had 45 i'm so happy i live in a world where i can blank the fact that we had 45 out of my mind
0: because america really do like to pretend like family values like my president needs to be like that 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 man was the least family man man i've ever seen that was a mess that was a a mess mess. my family's a mess like most american families are a mess it's not like that's not representative of our country but like they have very much acted in the past like they have to have like the picture picture perfect family to be and they still
1: do and i'm just like yeah Who said that? Who said that? Who said In fact, That's actually how, you know, America's fucked in all ways possible, because the amount of effort they put into seeming like they are a family oriented country is kind of like overcompensating because we aren't.
0: We really aren't. We are
1: not. (laughs) I don't. Truly aren't. And who who are we fooling? It's not the case. We're doing this to pretend (laughs) it's to. Oh, let's show. I don't know. Singapore that we are a family oriented country. No, we're doing it to deceive ourselves. And like we don't buy it. Like, so why are we selling it? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, more divorce trivia, please. This is very fascinating mm-hmm. to me. So, um, the, the how many presidents have been divorced? We already clocked two. You, I, I forgot about the second one, though. Thank you for reminding me. But, but I can't think of a third one. I can't think of a third one.
0: Can't either. Okay, so we're on with two. Huh. All right, the answer is two. Oh, but we were wrong on one of the people. Ronald Reagan was divorced.
1: Was the scandal that Kennedy died and Jackie just married someone else? They didn't technically get a divorce. Oh, oh they didn't get a divorce skills. he just died and she the scandal was that she married someone else i got i got that twisted and the second person mm-hmm. she married his plane went down and he died Ooh. she married uh i forget what his name his last name onassis aristotle onassis
0: aristotle
1: oh my god his name was oh my god I, you're not ready for this his name was aristotle socrates onassis uh, <laughs> wow that name though that greek name is so I powerful name. so strong
0: Aristotle Socrates.
1: <laughs> aristotle socrates Onassis. Someone's gonna hit us up and tell us that we're pronouncing onassis wrong. Reagan got Reagan got divorced? Nancy Reagan?
0: He was... So Nancy Reagan was his second wife.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: He was married to actress Jane Wyman before divorcing and then later marrying actress Nancy Davis, who became Nancy Reagan. Nancy was an actress too? I guess so. I did not know that either. She
1: could have had me fooled. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Question three. How old were, were the world's oldest divorcees? When they got divorced.
1: You know what would be funny? Oops. One of the episodes we did this season asked about what the longest marriage was. It was something like seventy something years, <laughs> eighty something years, something like that. What if that marriage didn't end in death? What if it ended in divorce? <laughs> what if? What if it's the same couple?
0: That would be so funny. Oh my god. Oh yeah. The question is asking what age the people were, but I guess it's also a good question to ask how long were they married.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So how old were they? Maybe they got divorced at 80 85 What's the average lifespan in the U.S.? 87? 83?
0: Yeah, I think the average lifespan is 80-something. Hmm. So yeah, how long I'll were they I'll say
1: 83. I'll go ahead and 83? like... Wait, no, but like, how old were they? So like, they can't both be... I mean, they could both be exactly 83 at the time of the divorce, but like, this is a very complicated question.
0: It is. We can just guess the same. They were probably roughly... I mean, they were probably close in age. Maybe they weren't.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. What if one person was 90 and the other person was like 20 and they married, like, the sugar daddy relationship <laughs> didn't work out and they got divorced. divorce. I don't know.
0: It would be so petty to get divorced in your nineties. That would be so ridiculous. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. Some motherfucker must have done it. I'm going to say like 90. Maybe somebody hits 90 and is like ready for a new lease on life. I'm going to say 90. All right.
1: I said 83. (laughs) You said 90. And watch. One person was 83. The other was 90. We're about to find out.
0: The world's oldest divorcees are a 99-year-old man and his 96-year-old wife. He divorced her after 60 years of marriage. Hey, you hit that nail on the head. Hey. (laughs) When he found, he divorced her after he found love letters she had written to her lover in the 1940s. They were married in 1934 and divorced in 2011.
1: I re- <coughs> the thing is, I feel like I've read this recently.
0: At that point, just, dude get over it yeah good
1: lord but look shout out to this dude for being petty like (laughs) this is my brand and i support it
0: 99 years old he's like i will not die married to you
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what would have been great is if the divorce lawyers just as trolls dragged out the divorce settlement such that one of them died first
0: oh my god wouldn't
1: that be just i need to make a movie about this I need to write a movie script about this, but instead of, like, the divorce going through, one of them dies in the middle of the divorce. That'll be my version of Nocturnal Animals. (laughs) Yes. Very much that.
0: So, the topic we'll be discussing today is divorce. Something that, despite neither of us being divorced, is something we have a lot of experience in.
1: (laughs) So much experience. You know, the funny thing is, if I became a divorce attorney, I would be excellent at it. Mm. Excellent. Excellent that. In fact, maybe maybe that should be my next adventure. Yes, I should go into maybe. that field. When I tried preparing for this episode, I googled interesting things to discuss about divorce. And Google just gave me a list of things to discuss. With my divorce attorney, <laughs> so now I'm sure Google thinks I'm getting a divorce. Google is almost yeah. certain that I am getting divorced.
0: <laughs> You're gonna get Instagram ads for divorce attorneys now. <laughs> exactly. I
1: can. I when I do, I'm gonna screenshot and I will post it on the on, on the big Up divorce account because yes, I feel like this is exactly what's happening. And now that now that we have done this episode, you also will be getting them. Your microphone is gonna listen to this conversation and be like, ah, here you go. But I found out like, which I thought was interesting, is there are requirements to get divorced. Mm. One of I, it's so weird. Mm. Like you can't just be like, oh, fuck this person for. For real i'm out like legally because in some places there's a residency requirement like for you to file for divorce in some places in california you must have lived there for like a certain amount of time some require no less than six months
0: really like you can't like move to california and be like i'm unhappy in this marriage i'll i'll get divorced now you have to be a resident of the state for yes meaning at the what? point
1: that you decide fuck this marriage for real you have to live there for an extra six months for you to even file legally for divorce <laughs> like the what? city and the state have to grant you permission to be divorced and for them to grant you that permission you have to have lived there so yeah no uh keep this into account when you want to get divorced people <laughs> oh i listening to the podcast get divorced in the state that you've lived in the longest and do it before you move <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm about to make a horrible joke like by the way i've warned all you listeners i don't condone this and i am not <laughs> supporting it at all but you can imagine how someone would off their spouse if they have to wait an extra six months For them to be granted mm-hmm. Like if I'm really done with someone for real And they're like Oh no you have to stay married for another six months I was like No we won't No <laughs> we won't What do the vows say till death do us part Death or divorce One of those two is gonna actually do us part and By the way there's a show called um, Why Women Kill <laughs> Have you seen it? I haven't seen it I've heard of it I highly recommend it Highly recommend it Highly 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 recommend it It's a good show It's a very good show Lucy Liu fantastic in that But anyway carry on Alright let's kick this off strong The way we normally do Straight in the deep What are the likely reasons people get divorced?
0: Hmm Money. Money's gotta be number one.
1: I was about to say money too.
0: Alright, but like so many different like things around money. Like there's a lot of way money can start disagreements in relationships
1: infidelity can also be dependent on money yeah but it's usually money almost always money. <laughs> i my in my like in my opinion it's money it's never something like there are also other like other nuanced things say yeah let's say infidelity just for the sake of infidelity but there's also like oh one person wants kids and the other person does not and they're like oh or children out of wedlock which is <laughs> a byproduct of infidelity i'm sure there's usually like family family like drama like say Ooh, for instance yeah. Yeah, if, if, if you marry somebody who's not the same religion as you and your family doesn't fuck with that person and then they just keep like making shit worse and the person's like, you know what? Keep your goddamn family, I'm out. But, yeah, there, there are plenty of reasons people get divorced. and it, But the, the one that we're going to focus on is either money or lack thereof.
0: <laughs> and some, so many of them, it's tough to tell whether it's a cause or an effect. Because, I mean, ultimately, like, we're going to be, like, pedantic about it. Like, people get divorced because they're so unhappy in a relationship that they don't see a way to make it work. Right. Or maybe not even. Yeah, but they don't. They're in a relationship that is not no longer functioning. And they don't, they, they don't think there's a way to fix it or don't want to, which is fine, too. But so some of the things is, like, are they bad with money and that led to them? led to this like disagreement in the relationship or like was the relationship unhappy already and one person is dealing with it by spending a bunch or something like that like it's Uh, it's sort of chicken or egg with a lot of these with like with money with infidelity like but some relationships just like it's like once it goes off the rails it just snowballs
1: there's also the very unlikely chance that and this one i don't believe where they just be like oh the two people just fell out of love which i have thoughts about this because nobody gets married for love sorry sorry I yep. sound so fucking <laughs> jaded right now. But you can love somebody without having a contractual agreement with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. The contractual agreement you make in terms of getting married to somebody legally has to surpass love. It is a fucking contract. Which is why I said nobody gets married for love. But it doesn't mean like people who love each other don't get married. That's not what I meant. But, like marriage itself right. is independent of love. It is. Some people say, you know, you wanted to get married to declare our love. I was like, you must be a fucking idiot. Yeah. Sorry, for yeah, those of you who've done that, I'm just roasting you plain and simple because like I don't know if am I making sense the way I've said it? Like no, the marriage yeah. part of it is a contractual agreement and nobody goes for a contractual agreement just based on love alone and if they do then not very wise in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think there's I think that's sort of gets at a lot of it is like part of the reason people divorce is because they shouldn't have gotten married. They like they right. shouldn't have gotten married. Like for some people like the marriage was good and nice and something happens and it ends up bad. Some people shouldn't are divorced because they should never have gotten married. Like yeah. something was wrong from the get-go. You got married for the wrong reasons you ignored something like
1: it's almost like there's this also this trope and i think we do have to discuss this before even going any further i don't understand and i don't like that some people feel as though they're pressured to say yes when they've been proposed to either they get too excited and they just say yes but in my opinion i'm like think about it critically just because somebody proposed to you doesn't mean you have to marry that person you'd be like mm, no you get caught up in the hype oh yeah. my god I, I got proposed to yeah but like there were red yeah. flags before you got proposed to smoldering yep. red yeah. flags
0: smoldering <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah, when
0: my husband, because before we got married, we talked about it. And like in, in movies, you always see like the surprise proposal. And as like, as we got to that point in our relationship, the idea of someone proposing to me and it being a total surprise was like shocking. Right. Like, I, and I, I, like, it's romantic for it to be surprising. But My husband put it, I think, are both our feelings succinctly, which is like, we want the proposal itself to be a surprise. I don't want the fact that I'm going to propose to you to be a surprise. Like, I like, I, I don't want you to be surprised that this is, like, a thing that's happening. And, like, we need to be on the same page that, like, this is the point we're at in our relationship. And we were. And it was great. And he had a similar thought of you know, again, you see all the proposals on movies and TV and stuff. It's always like in a restaurant or on it. A... And he purposefully proposed to me, not that he, he wouldn't have said it unless he thought I was going to say yes. Right. But he purposefully proposed to me on a hike, like at a pretty like scenic overlook, because he didn't want me to feel pressured. uh, And he didn't want me to feel self conscious because I'm like, s- I'm saying yes or no to a major life decision. <laughs> like that's right. what that is. It is actually like saying, do you... it's making a major life decision. Yeah, people definitely get pressured into it. And some couples, the divorce comes by surprise and others, they get engaged in you're like Ooh. countdown
1: countdown to divorce mm. the moment they get engaged mm. you're like countdown to fucking divorce
0: so what has been your personal experience with divorce uh,
1: i guess if we, depending on how we define personal experience <laughs> i haven't ever been married shout out to me for never being married having a successful long-term relationship even leading up to marriage is not what i would call my strong sweet but we move and we always dance it out i am a child of divorce that is my experience How about you? What's your personal experience with divorce?
0: I am both a child of divorce and an adult of divorce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yes, we have the experience. We have the range. The range, darling, the range.
0: I am married. I have never been divorced. Roll it back when I said, I know some folks contributing to the statistics. My parents, my Mm. my parents, my mom has been married and divorced twice. My dad and stepmom have been married and divorced three times each when I was growing up. So this was after my my mom and my dad were already divorced. So my mom and dad got divorced when I was six or seven. So most of my life they've been divorced. When I was like a teenager, I'm digging around in some old paperwork, and I see something with my mom's first name and a last name I don't recognize, and I'm like, Mom, what is this? And she goes, Oh, that was my first husband. I had no idea she had a husband before my dad. (laughs) This is the 1st time hearing of this, and she's like, Oh, yeah, we got married in college. Um, It didn't work out. It was really short. Sure. Of course, you had a first marriage. So I go to my dad, and I'm like, just chatting, I'm like, I had no idea mom was married before you. And he goes, Oh, yeah, I was married before your mom, too. (laughs) He also had a short marriage that didn't work out. And then my stepmom over here chimes in like, yeah, I also had a marriage before my second husband, who is who she divorced before she married my dad, <laughs> also had a short marriage. Uh, and very recently, my dad and my stepmom, who got married when I was seven or eight, they were together for 20 plus years and just decided to get divorced. So Mm -hmm. thus, thus making me an adult of divorce. divorce.
1: If you get divorced before you have kids, is it, do you make a point to be like, oh, hello child. You know, I've been married before.
0: It'll never come up. It's true. Yeah. I don't know when it would have come up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a fact of life. It just happened. It's not a thing. thing And I think this version, if I have to say it differently, I think our generation and the generation after us will have a lower divorce rate. Not because, like, just because not many of us are fucking getting married young.
0: Yeah. I think people are getting married older and getting married less often. I know a lot of couples that are, like, very happy, extremely committed couples who are just like, no, nah, we don't need the contract. Right. Like, not as a, like, screw you, just as a, like, oh, don't, need don't need that. It. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: will say, though, like, the benefits in terms of, like, taxes and stuff, unless they change stuff like that, oh, it's, it's, mm. it must be nice. It must be It's really nice. good. It must be nice. But.
0: but yeah, yeah, the tax benefits are good. The car insurance. Whew. Yeah.
1: I need to get shocked with someone fast. Fast to drive down my fucking Ooh. tax bill. It's just not great. It's not great. I don't love it.
0: But yeah, it's a. Does your car insurance go back up after you get divorced? I guess it would. Oh, that. Would ah! so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even thought about that. I bet it does. Oh yeah. man. <laughs>
1: The year after you get divorced is a—it's like everything that could go fucky you with your taxes will go fucky you with your taxes the year you get divorced. Yeah, I can imagine. I can—I can just imagine it's going to be a nightmare. But uh I don't, yeah. Especially if, you, if you've had parents who—if their divorce happened in your childhood and then they—they they go on in their lives and they go get divorced again for their other thing. It's just people <laughs> not working out. But the mm-hmm. fact that there's a legal contractual agreement that gets broken is what just makes the whole thing, mm. because if your parents never ever got married ever again and they just kept dating and the, their relationships ended, it would not be such a, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like It's the whole like, this contractual thing has to be broken. If it's just a, oh, mm-hmm. that's the ex person's boyfriend and they just didn't work out and then he broke up. It wouldn't be as significant as, oh no, this is like a, a legal issue.
0: A lot of people like just, that's why they stay in marriages and don't get divorced because like it is messy and difficult and you do lose like some, some benefits, both like emotional benefits, even in a really shitty marriage and like things like tax rebates and like uh, all kinds of shit.
1: This is why I believe in prenuptial agreements. Mm. Hopefully I have the sense yeah? to get one if I ever get married. But <laughs> I think this conversation that people have where they're like, oh, the reason why we don't want a prenuptial agreement is because we don't believe it's ever going to end. Motherfucker. Nobody gets married with the intention of knowing the expiration date of the fucking marriage. The prenuptial agreement yeah. is just to make things easier in the event that it might happen. And also if you think of a prenuptial agreement as kind of like a a peace, a peace holder, like you're pretty much guaranteeing a more amicable separation by doing that in the case. It's like you don't go into the marriage expecting that it's going to end. But if you have a prenuptial agreement, you know that, okay, this is how peaceful it may be if it ever ends, it's a peace holder. You need that peaceholder because you don't want a divorce to be nasty. When it goes off the rails, it really does fucking go off the rails. Mm -hmm. And it's never worth it. It's never worth it. So just think of the prenuptial agreement as a peaceholder. Get one if you're ever going to get married. Just go ahead and get one. Sometimes I just look at people who get divorced and I'm like, you didn't (laughs) think a prenup was a good idea? (laughs) I know most people don't think in the the way that I think where it's like, you know, you you focus on the logistics and you just be really practical about how things go because, you know, the world of romance is great and whatnot. But like, you got to come down to Earth at some point. I just watch. I'm gonna get married and then not get a prenup and then get divorced. And you're gonna see my fucking face all sick. <laughs> On that same note, then, like we have to discuss, like how does divorce affect family dynamics in the future? Because I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. I think it is some weird shit. It's like some Twilight Zone nonsense. Because <laughs> say, for instance, your parents in your adulthood years go get remarried, and that marriage doesn't work out, and they get divorced. So this person that's been your step parent for a while. Is no longer there <laughs> do you keep in touch with this now ex-step parent when that divorce goes through now this is a very specific scenario i want you to imagine if this step parent or now ex-step parent right doesn't have kids of their own and they've just gotten used to having kids maybe something that maybe mm. you know they they've assumed that oh into my golden years i will be child relationship i'm going to have until i I exit stage left (laughs) and then all of a sudden that goes away yeah that's gotta be weird
0: must be weird yeah and bleak both yes yeah no i feel like divorce it's just such a major thing that can totally change what your future looks like versus what you imagined it would look like and especially once a family is involved like it's it's rough man it's rough i only have my situation to go by but like my dad and my stepmom were married for more than 20 years so like she's been a parent in my life for the majority of my life and like we never lived with them but like she's been a part of my life for a long time so like yes she'll stay a part of my life but i don't know what that looks like and it also was just i i I had to laugh we we sent her flowers for mother's day (laughs) <laughs> and she texted so us laugh. like oh no oh no you should laugh you should laugh <laughs> because it was like i was like mother's day was like three weeks later and i was like
1: no but she's still it's a mother just, it's just so, not your mother it's so
0: weird. i was like you still mothered me when i needed mothering so you get five but like she texted us a picture and was like thank you guys so much the flowers are beautiful and my husband says out loud not over text but says thanks ex-stepmom-in-law <laughs> ah! see those
1: dynamics out. <laughs> Complicated. And there's always this like the trope of like, you know, the Cinderella step parents type thing. A lot of step parents are actually not the worst. And as a kid, right, if you have step parents, this is the part that I've always found like, you think to yourself, you think, will my original parents feel slighted if I visibly show that I have a relationship, let alone even a better relationship with a step parent than I have with them? Mm -hmm. And you just sit there and you wonder what would offend them? What would they find? And like, I, my, my default is just, if, if we're on good terms, we're on good terms. I don't care if anybody's feeling is going to get hurt about that. Like, that's just what it is. -hmm. It's not, it's not my fault. Yeah. I'm just out here doing the best that I can. And then what happens? How do you handle it? If your original parent gets jealous of the, like, or if if your original parent doesn't want to say, for instance, you're graduating college and your step parents are around and they're excited and willing to participate in this joyous moment and like what happens then or say for instance you're getting married and like you know which it's it just gets so weird, but it, it doesn't have to be weird. But the reason it's weird is because the parents are being childish about it. Because as a kid, it should not matter. Like you're the kid, this wasn't your fault. Like everybody show up, we're gonna acknowledge everybody. And that's gonna be that on that. But there's always something you have to keep in the back of your mind. Like I have to show some priority and hierarchy in the way things go, just so I don't offend the originals. <laughs> The original. The original. The, OGs. the original. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. No, the fact that, like, children of divorce, especially when they're, like, young, when their parents get divorced, like, the amount of interpersonal interactions they have to, like, learn and learn to navigate so fast. Trauma. It causes trauma. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It's- y-
1: y'all thought we were going to do an episode that didn't have trauma in it? <laughs> wow. Wow. <Not the> <laughs>
0: <episode. laughs> Right, Especially because as a kid, like, not only are you trying to navigate that, people don't tell you what's going on. You're having to, like, pick up, you're just, you need to, like, pick up how people are feeling and pick up why a situation is feeling awkward and why someone is feeling jealous. And, like, and a lot of times, like, parent, your parents, it. It's messy, messy, messy.
1: Right. I got First of all, I'm skipping the whole divorce part and going straight to the remarriage part because I we can actually do a remarriage <laughs> episode, honestly, and that could be a whole new host of problems. Especially, like, I remember growing up thinking, when would be an appropriate time for me to call a step-person mom? Mm-hmm. Or do I just call them by their name? Or right. do I call them aunt? Because, you aunt- know what <laughs> I mean? You know, because... <laughs> yeah, you, yeah because no. Because it's, it's, it's... The language that you have to use is weird. And the thing yes. is, if you, call, if you call a stepmom or a stepdad, whatever, and then the originals hear that, you know that may make them uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. then you also have to like find very weird ways to go. The whole thing I think is just nobody addresses it. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish the parents would all sit in the same room and they say, okay, okay, this is what's acceptable. Just hash it out. Just address the fucking elephant in the room so the kid doesn't have to do all this mental acrobatics to figure out. Like, maybe you did now, maybe one person is mom and the other is mom, me, and the other one is, or the other one's dad, or the other one is pop, or like, and now imagine if both parents go on to get remarried in our case. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck happens? Yes. And then you know the fact yep. that fucking now we like this is not even related at all. Depending on how many parents you happen to just accumulate in one lifetime, and if they're all concurrent, <laughs> the number of gifts you have to give to your nuclear family exponentially yes. also goes up. Yes. It, it goes does. up. You have to remember so many birthdays. You have to call so many people. And now yep. if, if the, like, and especially, like, if the case is, say, for instance, um, it's easy when everybody's in the same household, like, maybe two people who are now remarried stay in the same household. But what if... They're married, but, like, they travel very often. and They stay in different parts of the world, and they travel back and forth often. You have to remember, oh, call this person at this time because they're in this time zone. Call that person at that time because they're in that time zone. And you just, you you have to keep going. And it's just (laughs) fucking exhausting. And how many fucking ties and tie clips and flowers (laughs) can you fucking give?
0: (laughs) No, really.
1: And you multiply that by, like, four, six, whatever it is. You just sit there, like. I'm running out of ideas of gifts to give you.
0: If you want to if you want to really make it spicy. <laughs> have a family where multiple generations have been bad at marriage.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: My I have a step grandparent and my mom has five siblings, a step sibling and a half sibling. <laughs> as a result of that, and then all those parents are aunts and uncles with uh, various half step cousins what
1: This is why we are, the <laughs> boat that we are in is the same. Yes and i remember like my grandma's part of the thing was there was this animosity to my granddad's other wife mm-hmm. and the, like it just carried through all of us like yeah she she didn't fuck with th- th- that woman her kids didn't fuck with that woman or her kids us as the grandkids didn't fuck like it's just this whole thing and you're just sitting there like we have to go greet grandpa why can't we eat the food that this other woman cooks something mm-hmm. so petty like that and you're just like yeah she's not gonna Poison us? Well, well, Obviously, I didn't eat the food, so I don't know if I could have been poisoned. (laughs) But but you just these are these are the these are the things that as a kid you have to pick up on. And you're just like, let's all just sit in the fucking same room and hash this thing out because it it just it it starts to affect you. If you maybe maybe and the world is a small place. Like you could you could go out in the streets and just run into your step cousin fourth place removed whatever the fuck it is. And you're like, do I pretend like? we're not at like you, like i know i'm not supposed yeah. to fuck with you for reasons that are beyond me but like do i still right. fuck with you right yeah being yeah. being being a child of uh yeah especially like when that shit carries over for several generations it's some yep. shit man it is some absolute fucking <laughs> yeah. shit and people wonder why yeah. don't i fuck with family i was like this is fucking why. it's a lot of mental work i might as well just not talk to any of you just keep a fucking <laughs> level playing field <laughs>
0: Yeah, how do say like a couple will get divorced and like when when people take sides like that, it's it's amazing how like that relationship will just wreck all of these other relationships that previously were fine or at least okay it, and yeah. it'll just care like I've definitely met people who were like children of divorce but are now like whole grown ass adults with like adult children in some cases whose parents have already died, who are still not over a parent's divorce. Like, who are still holding grudges against people. Wait, wait, why? Why? Which way?
1: Montagues and (laughs) Capulets. For those of you who don't know what that reference is, maybe pick up a fucking book. You wonder why, you know, your kid teen is not the word why your kid has has um has difficult time trying to figure out human interaction in their childhood Mm -hmm. because every fucking interaction you've exposed them to is toxic af and dysfunctional imagine Mm Being born into a family where the first people you meet, you're not supposed to talk to your brother-in-law. You're not supposed to talk to your cousin, your your step-cousin, remove. Mm-hmm. And then you know that oh, I enjoy hanging out with grandpa, but like I can't talk to grandpa's wife or eat whatever she offers me. And right. then like you always have to like twist and contort and try to figure out what's happening in the room. And then your your parents look at you like, what the fuck is wrong? Because motherfucker, like not a single one of you. If that child eventually grows up to be a teen and they start, they like they they make up their mind like, okay, I'm gonna treat everybody who comes in like a brand new person, and we're just gonna rock. out and then your parents get mad at you for and you're just like i can do shit. what am i supposed to do when you when you dance it out and you come out on the other side i think you become somewhat of a more thoughtful person just because you don't have a choice
0: yeah and sometimes like sometimes i mean i'm very glad to have my stepmom in my life like there are some family dynamics where you like look at the like connections and it's so wild but it works Right. Like, it's not like... It's not all bad. It's usually messy. It's 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 honestly usually a mess. It's always messy. It creates a lot of tension. <laughs> right. you know, it's always messy. Yeah. But some people manage to, like, make the weird mixed family dynamics work really well. And, like, if a parent can manage to not be jealous, like, great, your kid has another, like, parent figure in their life to, like, help with things and uh, give them another perspective on what being an adult... But, like, mostly people fuck it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. They do. They do. And the one part that... This part breaks my heart, especially because... um, Okay, I'll say this with my full chest because fuck it. If your step-parent, who came into the picture long after your relationship with your original parent, was <laughs> fucked, and then your parent is on some extra bullshit, and your step-parent goes to defend the original against you, mm-hmm. I've had that happen. It's almost like I'm going at it with my parent. My step-parent like, comes around and they're, they're like... Why would you treat your parent like that? Yada yada yada. You should have more. Like motherfucker, I was here long before you. And guess what? When this marriage dissolves, I will be here after you. So you are transient. (laughs) You don't know what is the root of. Honestly, like this. Like honestly, imagine being a child and being in this situation. Just visualizing how this thing goes down. Your step parent chastises you for not being responsive to your parent, berating you, and they think that's Mm -hmm. disrespectful of your parent. Not understanding that you being unresponsive is actually you trying very hard to make sure that your bad relationship with your parent doesn't spew into their marriage and ruin that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then they interject. I was like, oh, you really want to ruin your marriage, don't you? Stick a fork in this and see what you do. Yeah, stick a fork in this and see what you find. If the original and their child is going at it, exit stage left. Because if they (laughs) had that... Think about this. If that shit went south before you entered the picture, don't get involved. Don't fucking get involved. When elephants are fighting, the grass don't speak. Shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when do you think it's better for couples to get divorced versus trying to work it out?
1: Don't ever work it out. (laughs) Honestly though, if at first you don't succeed, quit. I'm not kidding about that. Like honestly, here's the fucking problem. It wouldn't be a problem in the first place if you were able to work it out. If it becomes something that you have to discuss vehemently how to work it out, it can't be worked out. I, I truly believe this. And save mm. yourself the fucking heartache, pain, stress. Go ahead and amicably call it. Call it. Like, don't be nasty about it. I don't ever believe there's a reason to be nasty, which is why I think a prenup is very necessary. If it did work, you'd be able to work it out. It would not become a big issue.
0: I think I think there are situations where it can be worked out. Oh, wait, I think can't those before are, you, like...
1: Before you continue. Okay, I, yeah. I, I'm going to amend my statement. If both <laughs> of you are 99 years old and 96 years old, go ahead and thug it out. <laughs> <laughs> in that case work it out
0: yeah i think there are things that people can work through like there are a lot of things that like are temporary but can cause people to get divorced but if you can like work through the thing like you know maybe somebody like loses a job and it causes a lot of money stress but you could eventually build things back up or if someone's dealing with something like addiction and like working through sobriety like that can be really rough but like if it's something that's so if it's something that could potentially be solved, or like the effects could go away over time, I think it can sometimes be worked out, and I think it changes the relationship a lot. Like you have to be willing for the relationship to change, oh, I see. and it doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't just happen. Like I think I think one, it requires like recognizing that things need to be worked out well before we're like, oh, should we be getting divorced? Like if you're already like maybe we should be getting yeah. divorced, like you've waited too late and you should probably. That's get sorry, divorced. that's but what
1: like, I mean. If you get to that point, yeah. you can get divorced. <laughs>
0: yeah but like there are there are things that like where a couple could realize like if we keep going down this path it could end our relationship that i do think if you like are very intentional and like either go to couples counseling or like just like like change you have to like recognize there's a problem and change things but yeah a lot of people will just stay stuck in marriages or stay like endlessly like trying to work it out without actually changing the things that are wrong Hmm. yeah it's it's not a good thing to just yeah as bad like as much as divorce fucks with kids and families like really unhappy marriages worse yeah
1: worse yeah Mm -hmm. some kids would look at the parents getting remarried and this this part is bleak and the kid knows that ugh, this marriage is not going to work and in a few years from now i'm going to put up (laughs) with this bullshit all over again but as the kid you can't or actually with anybody even with your friends who are in relationships that are not great you can't tell them no you just you just Mm -hmm. you just gotta let them see it through my boy yep because what are you gonna do yep But I I don't think divorce is always a bad thing. Say, for instance, in the case of, like, maybe... And I think this is very important in queer spaces and queer marriages. If... I'm going to say this really carefully. An hour or (laughs) 54 minutes. Say, for instance, if a gay man gets married to a woman in the 60s. And it wasn't that the gay man... Like, the gay man just didn't see any point in the future where they could legally be married to... The person that they would have considered their first romance or their happiest romance, especially if it's a, say for mm-hmm. instance, if it's not, like, let, me, let me make this easier a bisexual man. Say for instance, a bisexual man who, for all intents and purposes, is happy with everyone. But the person this bisexual man is happiest with is another man. But just for legal purposes, in 1960, is mm-hmm. not able to marry that person. Now, they mm-hmm. happen to have fallen in love with somebody else, not the happiest relationship ever, but that person is a woman. And it lasts, it's great. And then all of a sudden, things change. The, that best romance comes back into their life. And, you know, they want to get things going. And then they just have to come clean and say, hey, I married you. It's not the case where I didn't love you. But the happiest version of myself, I have to do the selfish thing and pursue that. Even though I've had this legal contract with you for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. So who's at fault there? The man is at fault for fucking... <laughs> no, but Yay. I think, uh, yeah, there, there's some instances where it's just a very unfortunate series Mm -hmm. of events it's it's nobody's fault it's not the case where it's nobody tricked anybody it just it just was what it was and it did what it did and now we don't do Mm -hmm. and people just have to get used to that but i think in that case too i still believe divorce
0: no i think you're right it's not it's not always a bad thing there are definitely cases cases like that and i i love it for people when it can be amicable and they can go on to like live better lives apart sometimes it's just yeah it's something about marriage that just doesn't work and i think I, I mean there is a like flippant version of it and people who where they're just like we fell out of love which i don't think is true but people do change over time and right. sometimes you're just like not compatible anymore or you don't want the same things and like yeah sometimes right. it's almost like a loving thing to let a person oh god i'm about to say sound so awful but like like realizing that like i care about this person and their happiest life is not the two of us together like right it's I don't know it's interesting because i have met some divorced people who do have like very either like friendships or just like very like
1: if you really like somebody you will figure out a plan to be like hey if this doesn't work out the way we both want it to work out what can we do to make sure that we're still okay yeah you gotta think you always have to think. like if, if you are really if you really like this person and you claim to love them the way you really you can't have possession over them you have to think of okay if it doesn't work out how can we make sure that we're both okay that's one and the other thing is if i had to like put together the most wholesome way that i can justify marriage as a legal contract is you renew that shit every five years you put it on a timer because like you said people staying married for a really long time is remarkably difficult Mm -hmm. because imagine every i'm not to say well i don't believe people change i think people adjust but the adjustments i've had to do on myself over the course of my life if you had met me some 20 years ago over time (laughs) people change And for you to stay in sync as two separate people, you'd have to change in ways that are constantly compatible with each other over the course of the whole marriage. It's hard to get it right the first time. It's hard to keep it going after so many years. It takes so much work. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it just doesn't do. It just doesn't do. Say, for instance, I know people who got married when they're high school sweethearts. You know, back when life was quote unquote simple. Maybe all they had to do was work uh, a McDonald's job and he had to work in his uncle's garage and that was fine, you know. then you have kids and your expense grows and your kids have to go to college now if one person realizes that oh my goodness i have to stop being a dreamer i have to be a practical person put my head down and try to push this rock up the hill so the kids can have a better life and the person you married is still in the same mode of vibes
0: Mm -hmm. vibes. yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. in that case imagine like they would have had to have grown with you realized what needed to be done, and at every point in every five years or so, met you where you were. Yeah, Marriage should be on a timer. Every five yeah. years, if we are still compatible, we renew for another five years. And if at some point we realize we're not compatible, we don't have to go through the divorce, we just let the timer run out. Yeah. If I had to design my version of legal marriage, that's how I would do it. I don't know why people get married after divorce. Unless you're more self-aware and you go into the second marriage with very good intention and fantastic planning. Otherwise, it's a, it's a stupid game. And you will win a stupid yeah. prize. You
0: will... <laughs> Yes, yes. That's how that works. You yes. play that
1: stupid game, you win that stupid prize.
0: I can't think of a stupider prize than a second divorce. <laughs> <laughs> a third divorce.
1: <laughs> a third <laughs>
0: divorce! <laughs> oh, God.
1: I think we should end the episode um, on that note.
0: Like, I think if people could just, like, walk away, even if they're feeling, like, bitter and angry, like, if they could just, like, turn separate directions and walk away, that it might be okay. But there's- there's so much, like, paperwork. Oh, yeah. And, like, appointments. And like all of all of these spaces that are like frustrating and you keep having to be brought together and like, which I'm not excusing, like people need to just like be adults about it. But and and if it's something like kids, like kids is not a good excuse. It's, It's a terrible if anything, like you have more of an obligation to have a like, yes, cleaner divorce if there are kids, but like parents that are divorced that have to keep seeing each other because they have kids together that can be a really nasty relationship and can really like fester because they don't want anything to do with each other but they are they have to be in each other's lives
1: have you seen marriage story no i haven't it just it chronicles a divorce and it's great
0: so that concludes our episode on divorce
1: thank you so much for joining us you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at big empty purse tweet us messages let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future
0: next week we'll be talking about a topic that's to be determined i could lie to you and tell you one but we haven't decided but whatever it is it's gonna be great you should show up and we'll definitely let you know then but until then good luck